Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. We have a fantastic show for you tonight. It's John Massengill sitting in studio next to Les Kaiser. How's it going, Mr. Kaiser? Doing all right. Doing all right. And we have, we're going to have Jonathan Green connected in here in just a moment. Jonathan is still down at the Toyota Racing Series in New Zealand with all those young and up-and-coming drivers. And we're going to get Jonathan on the phone here in just a moment. But let me run down what we got on the show tonight. Besides talking to Jonathan about the Toyota Racing Series and the three Americans that are down there, that is awesome, by the way, uh, we are going to have the CEO of the IndyCar Series, Mark Miles, here join us here in about a half hour or so. And very excited about that because we got IndyCar coming to Coda. Oh, yeah. We got the test next month. And, and he is, uh, I saw some video, he definitely seems uh, interested in it. Yeah, you very, think, uh, very yeah. excited about coming to Dakota. Yeah, you know, I have a feeling he can't act too excited. I mean, you know, might have to go back to Fort Worth at some point, but uh, <laughs> I think he's excited. Yeah, everybody's got to be excited about coming to Dakota. There's no doubt. Yeah. All right. We also Jonathan did a great interview with uh, Johnny Baker, who's the series development director for the Road to Indy. So we're in a lot of IndyCar tonight, and that's really cool because he ran into him down in New Zealand at the Toyota Racing Series. And obviously that guy's down there scouting out some of those young drivers. New talent coming up. Yep. And we'll talk a little about the race of champions that went on today and yesterday. We'll talk a little bit about that. And But I think I hear Jonathan Green in the background live from New Zealand. Mr. Green, how's it going, buddy? Good eye. <laughs> Good eye. <laughs> oh, no. Another accent for Jonathan Green. <laughs> how's it Hello, going? Please. We're doing good. How are you? Yeah, it's great. I'm doing fine. We're in week two. We've had a bit of a setback. Uh, heavy uh, wind and rain yesterday cancelled a couple of races, but we're just going to fill them in on the schedule this week and next week. Um, so we're behind a little bit, but we've had a, a fantastic opening to the series uh, at both Highlands and now in Invercargill. So we've been we've covered the South Island so far, and we're back up north in Auckland uh, for this weekend. Well, I got to start by asking, how are my Americans doing? Cameron Doss, Parker Locke, and the boys. Well, let me first of all give you a sort of um, – because they're very different in terms of their experience. Yeah. The the most experienced is uh, 18-year-old Cameron Doss, who was, if you remember, um, the first ever – Formula 4 champ. Exactly. Uh, And he's coming back for his second go at the Toyota Racing Series, so – he knows the, the places, and he's been up there. In fact, this weekend was probably going to be his best weekend because he would he would he was second in the times in practice. Um, but because of the rain and wa- weather, he didn't really get to to race. He had a good race in race one, uh, and I think he was in the top six. Probably his best result so far. He was twelfth overall in the series last year, 
So he's really come back to um, to hone his skills for for the European season, and he's going back to do um, more with Carlin, I think, next year. So he's the most experienced. Then there's Dev Gore, who's 21, um, so a little bit older, but uh, he has come here, and, and he's a rookie, um, and so he hasn't uh, pulled up any trees yet, as they say down here, but he's doing <laughs> fine. Um, he's just got a brand-new German Shepherd, so he's happy. <laughs> Uh, and our boy from San Antonio um, is going great. Parker Lock. Um, now, he it's the one I want to tell Martin Miles about because he is on the road to Indy. He wants to be an Indy 500 driver. Yeah, Parker Lock, right? That's Parker Lock, yeah, from San Antonio. 17, his mum's here. Um, his dad's coming down later in the series. Um, but he's had a good, good start. He's teaming up with Brendan Leach, who, of course, is now doing his sixth season in the Kiwi. Uh, and he, too, is coming back to the States, hopefully, next season. So we've got some good stories for you guys. All right. Well, hey, we've got a we've got a really cool clip from Parker Locke that I want to play. You did it, I think, a couple, day or so ago. And it was talking about how he got inspired to, uh, to go do some racing. So let's hear that clip from Parker Locke now. Parker Locke, welcome to New Zealand. A 17-year-old from San Antonio, Texas, uh, racing in F4 in the USA. Quite different, obviously. Tell me a little bit about that experience uh, of racing in F4. Uh, yeah, the racing in F4 was pretty good. It was pretty competitive with a pretty large field of around like 34, 35 drivers throughout the season. So it was really good to run in such a big field um, with competitive drivers. Yeah. Am I right in saying that your interest or your real passion for this where uh, grew when you first went to a Formula One race in Austin, Texas, just down the road from where you are, the second mm. ever held there. Uh, tell me about that day. Uh, yeah, I really don't have any background in racing or my family either. Um, and yeah, I went to the first F1 race or the second year of F1 uh, in Austin and just fell in love with racing since then. Obviously, this is a big learning curve. Um, we're into the second weekend. How much and what have you learned? Um, just learning more about the car, pushing the car uh, on these different tracks. These are pretty difficult tracks, um, so it's really helped. And then more competitiveness of the driving, yeah. And what are your expectations, uh, and what is your year looking like for after Toyota? Uh, these five, this five weeks, I'm really just looking to get quicker, more confident in the car, um, uh, more better racecraft throughout the five weeks. And then in America, I'm probably working to race Pro Mazda and the road to Indy, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. going to say, is your focus towards trying to become an IndyCar driver? A lot of these guys want to do Formula One, um, but, but also Indy is an option. Uh, yeah, I think right now IndyCar is the option, uh, the main option, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, well, welcome aboard. Let's turn to... How awesome is that, that a young guy went to Coda for Formula One, I think, what he said, 13, and has inspired him to become a race car driver. That is so I th cool. I think that is... Uh, for one, we hoped that story would happen from you know from the time we heard this startup. You know, to be to be honest, I don't recall any really big names in racing coming since the days of the Indy Car guys, AJ and you know Johnny Rutherford, things of those sorts. So what about you? I mean, yeah, I, I you know nothing jumps to mind, but but Jonathan, how was you know was Parker? I mean, he sounded like he's such a young guy and like he's just getting started down there. I mean, is he doing okay from all standpoints? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the bottom line is, and I was talking to his mom about this, you know, um, he's keeping it clean. That The key to the Toyota Racing Series, if you can imagine, you're doing five weekends straight of racing in a car that you've never raced, at tracks you've never raced. And if you get into a situation where you crash the car or you try too hard, then the experience is, is kind of fruitless. Um, he's not trying to win the championship. He doesn't expect to. He's up against guys that are in the Ferrari Academy um, headed towards Formula One. So he's up against the best in the world. So he's really in the deep end here, whereas Formula Four, which is just what he's been doing, is, is more of his you know normal guys on the road to Mazda. Same. He, he, I think he'll hit the road to Mazda, uh, the, the, the Pro Mazda series, if he does it, um, with so much more experience under his belt. But like I said, what I'm really impressed with is keeping it clean. He's listening to his engineer. He, him and his teammate are talking because his teammate's very experienced at 23 in his sixth season. So I think he really is getting the best of the best in terms of experience. And I think we, you know this could launch his career. We saw uh, Will Owen a few years ago, now a European Le Mans champion, come here from America. And obviously, uh, Santino Ferrucci's gone on, uh, and so too has um, Ryan Tavita, now in uh, F2. So, you know, it's been a fantastic launching um, pad for Americans. Yeah, I've, obviously that's the whole big deal of, of the Toyota Racing Series is to launch your career or to or hone your craft or to get that off-season experience. But, hey, we got a couple other clips. We've got one from Liam Lawson. and I mean, I know this guy. Uh, talk about him, Jonathan. Pretty amazing uh, uh, weekends or, or or series so far, I should say. Well, I don't need to tell you about the talent that New Zealand has produced over the last few years. And of course, it's led by Scott Dixon, now a five-time Indy champion. Uh, and he was battling around these circuits when he was a little boy. Uh, and in fact, he was a Formula Four champion, just as Liam Lawson is, um, uh, two years ago. Lawson has then since been to uh, the UK and to Germany and has tested with Amersfoort in Formula Three. And that's where I'm expecting him to go uh, next year. But he's only just 16. Um, and he also did one round of the F3 Asian Championship at the end of last year and won it from pole position. We've got the current Asian F3 champion here too in Raul Hyman. Um, but Lawson just stole a march from everybody in the first weekend uh, and was second in the first race of this weekend, last weekend that is, Teratonga. So he's now joint leader of the championship with Marcus Armstrong, who is his teammate and fellow Kiwi, and more importantly, a Ferrari junior driver or a Ferrari Academy driver. Um, and there's another bit of news there. Ferrari Academy have dropped two drivers and they've added Mick Schumacher, who, of course, was the teammate to Marcus Armstrong last year at Prima. So a lot of gossip, a lot of chat, but a lot of exciting news. But Liam Lawson has them, has got the headlines. Awesome Lawson, they're calling him. <laughs> Yeah, so far. Well, let's go ahead and play this clip from Liam Lawson. Liam, you uh, are leading the championship after the first round. Have you come off cloud nine? Because the way um, that you got your victories, two of them uh, last weekend, were pretty tremendous. Yeah, last weekend was um, certainly something that everybody wants to hope for. Um, but it was pretty cool to, to have it happen. Uh, racing against the, the experience in the field this year was was. I knew it was going to be really, really tough, um, so I was hoping to learn as much as I could off them. Um, we got a little bit lucky for the for the first race with Marcus getting the, the penalty and having to start P3, which made it nice for me to start off the front row. Um, and the pace, the race pace, was was really, really good. Um, so for me, the the only thing really to work on now is is quali, um, because that's something we seem to struggle, just understanding the tyre a little bit more. Um, but we're we're working on that always. 
Now, you had a brilliant season a couple of years ago here in New Zealand where you won 15 of the 16 races, and since then you've almost been chomping at the bit to get involved. You missed out uh, age-wise uh, last year. Um, so was it everything you'd hoped for to get into TRS? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, wanting to do it last year was was really, really tough. I came and watched all the rounds um, and wanted to drive. Um, but to be honest, I'm actually glad that um, I didn't do it last year and I've had a year in Europe to, to really prepare for it. Yeah, Jonathan, this is good to be one of the kids to really watch with the way he's going so far. I mean, I, I know it's a little early, but man, when you when you dominate like he has, he's you gotta be get everybody's attention. But hey guys, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk to Jonathan Moore down in New Zealand and we'll talk some more we'll talk about the race of championship and how Mick Schumacher did in that. Uh-huh. And we'll we're gonna get ready for because we have the CEO of IndyCar coming on later in the show. Mark Miles is gonna join us. Get us into Speed City live in Austin, back after these messages. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Super Lap Battle USA is coming to Circuit of the Americas this February. It's the ultimate time attack challenge where top drivers compete for the fastest lap times in fully tuned track build cars. February 16th and 17th brings time attack racing to Coda's 3.4 mile track. There'll be Lone Star Drift ride-alongs, rally ready and Lone Star Drift demonstrations, World Challenge TC America open testing, a car meet and more. Family friendly fun and free to attend February 16th and 17th at Circuit of the Americas. SuperLapBattleUSA.com as a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Talk 1370. Hi, this is Magnus Walker. Greetings from downtown LA and thanks for tuning in to Speed City. Keep us weird and get out and drive. Pedal to the metal. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. You're live in Austin, Texas. We're talking to Jonathan, who's down in uh, New Zealand. Jonathan, we're excited. We got the CEO of IndyCar, Mark Miles, coming on the show in a little while. Yeah, I'm excited too. I've met Mark a couple of times and seen him interviewed. I've interviewed him myself before. Um, and I kind of want to follow up on my last interview with him where I jokingly said, hey, when are you coming to Coda? And he goes, well, we're looking at it. And that was a few years ago. <laughs> so I'm delighted that that's finally come to fruition. But one of the other subjects was the expansion of Indy internationally. And I think that's going to be the next step. Um, He's talked in the past about maybe uh, reigniting. uh, He wants an early season race, like a February race. 
Um, and that may be well in Australia because they used to, if you remember, have a Gold Coast race in Brisbane uh, and it was really popular. And with Scott, Scott Dixon at the height of his powers, Will Power at the height of his power, <laughs> why not? Exactly. And that is uh, that was an event that uh, they were on the same weekend as the Australian V8 supercars. So you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, I yeah. want them to uh, pair up down there and come back up here and pair up at Coda. Because yeah, the yeah. Australian V8 supercars was... It still holds just a phenomenal event. Put that to him, Les. I yeah. will. I will. Yeah. There's the ambush question. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because uh, the IndyCar is talking about Australia for what, 2020? I guess 2020. They were, yeah, 2020. Man, IndyCar has so much momentum right now. It is huge. I mean, Jonathan, you were talking about just this fact about how IndyCar just seems to have a ton of momentum and they're doing so many things right. I mean, yes, Alonzo's coming, but I, to, to me, that's just uh, that's really a tiny part of it. But don't you agree that they they're doing a lot of things right right now? Well, I, I mean, you say it's a tiny part of it, but I think it's the ultimate compliment that the best driver in Formula One, or arguably, um, is prepared to put his reputation on the line and, and wants to race in Indy because he enjoys it. Uh, that says everything you want to know. Uh, and there was no question when Alonso was at the 500 last year because I was there with him. He enjoyed it. He held court quite literally. And it reminded me of Senna's days where he literally would have the journalists in the palm of his hands hanging off his every word. He loves the atmosphere, um, and I really do think they've got it right. You know, they went through that bad patch, uh, and it did do a lot of harm to Indy, the, the, the Indy Racing League and the split between Champ Car and Indy Racing League. But the new management, uh, led by Mark Miles, uh, Doug Bowles and his team at the Brickyard have done a fantastic job. And, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's the best racing in the world right now. No offense to Formula One, but I would say that hand on heart. Simply because it produces. I mean, look at look at Dixon winning this time. He was in the dirt and gravel with one rate with one round to go, and he still won it at Sonoma with the whole thing on the line. It was brilliant. Jonathan, I think you're exactly on point there, for a couple of reasons. For one, everybody's been asking me for details. Went and got my haircut today, and asking you know, barbers asking me about Indy cars, and that uh, he's getting things set up. And then he said, "Am I going to be able to get into the paddock?" Well, you know what? Good news, bad news. No, buddy, you're not getting into the paddock unless you got a secret because the paddock passes sold out early already. Wow. Did you know that, Jonathan? I did. I heard that. Yeah, and I'm, you know, that I was actually talking. Funnily enough, here's what I, I'll tell you how I know that. And here's a laugh for you. I said to Parker Lot and his mum, "Hey, you guys should come and join us at the Indy race in the commentary booth and tell us about New Zealand and tell us about you know what you've been up to." And she goes, "I said, can you get a pass?" And she goes, "You know what's funny?" I've got all access areas because I was one of 25 to call in on, on, on some opportunity. So we, we do have park a lot coming into the booth, boys, but that's how I know it's sold out. <laughs> exactly. Completely sold out of paddock passes. Uh, and those are the $75 add-ons to whatever other ticket you have. And, and I think that's a huge response. And I think it's indicative of the attention that this race is getting from the American fan base. I, you know, with no... Uh, no insults. I think this is going to rival Formula One in attention and attendance. And that would be... Well, I would go further, honestly, and say, Les, that um, I think this solidifies it for, for Bobby because, 
you know, at the end of the day, Formula One, for all its uh, glamour and all its internationalism, is still a foreign sport. Indy is all American. It's the heartbeat of American racing. The great names of A.J. Foyt and Rutherford and so on that you mentioned, you know, that's what it's all about. So I think it just consolidates Cota uh, in the history of motor racing in America, more so than Formula One in a weird way will ever do. Formula One will grow, and I think Liberty will grow it, but I think Indy, you know, is not going anywhere, but Cota, complemented by both the bookends of Formula One and Indy, is now the complete package. You know, as I watched uh, one of the sponsorship announcements, the NTT announcement of IndyCar being their new title sponsor, and some of the other follow-up videos this week from the IndyCar YouTube channel, Alexander Rossi was on one of the panels, and... He went on gushing about how much he likes Austin. Austin is a motorsports town. Y'all are going to love Austin is, is the short version of what he said. And uh, I, I really think that's going to play out extremely well. And I still think he has a leg up on everybody else on the track right now. <laughs> yeah, more, more than most uh, laps around Coda for sure. And you know what you 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 talked about the new sponsorship. We hadn't really we just touched on it. Is that the fact that it's such a huge deal for IndyCar to get NTT, a giant company like that, to replace Verizon? And a couple of things jumped to mind immediately. Is that now that's a little easier to get the streaming on your mobile device now? <laughs> I you hope don't so. have, have to have <laughs> Verizon. But also these guys, you know, their data and technology. No telling what they're going to do because I think they said part of that contract is for them to. To help them work on their app, on the on the IndyCar app, and their software and everything else. Correct. So, if you're not familiar with who NTT is and what they do, you may have seen some of their products. They've been around the automotive and motoring industry for for decades in some technologies. Uh, they develop applications, firmware, software. Uh, they have cloud storage, you know, server farms, things of that type, all over the world. They are truly a global entity much, much larger than Verizon. And uh, hmm. without a doubt, if you looked into some of the electronic components around your home, NTT is in there. I will lay a dime on a dollar for you. Huh, I didn't realize that. I knew they were a big big company, and I knew that it'd be a good technology partner for them. But, well, boys, let's talk about the race of champions. You were talking about Mick Schumacher a while uh, ago, Jonathan. Did you, see <laughs> that, did you see that you meet Sebastian Vettel? I know. Isn't that cool? I mean, you know, just to see the headline of Schumacher and and Vettel. I mean, you remember that you've got to remember that uh, Vettel grew up idolizing Michael Schumacher. That's that's who got him into racing. And he was a mentor in many ways. So to be racing alongside his son must be really special for Sebastian. Well, wait a minute. Didn't also uh, Vettel and Schumacher race together in the race of champions like like 10 years ago or something when Vettel first? Yeah. And in fact, Vettel Vettel beat Schumacher the first time he ever did it. (laughs) That's awesome. The master becomes that's, that's the student. Enough, that's how he got announced to the world because Vettel wasn't wasn't you know it wasn't in Formula One at the time when he went to the race of champions. He was on the way up, and Michael insisted that his teammate should be because there's plenty of Germans uh, should be this kid. And everybody, well, well, who is he? You know, and of course he won the race of champions, and then from there on in, we all started watching. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get to watch an, a, as much of the. I really, I just saw a bunch of clips from the race of champions. Uh, what are those? The KTM little cars. Oh yeah, love yeah. those little guys. And uh, yeah, fantastic time. And definitely look out there. It, it's out there to see. Uh, he handed it to Vettel by half a second. Oh, did he really? <laughs> Benito Guerrera wins the the championship at the race of champions. 
crowned the race of champions. Yep, Benito Guerrero. I don't know him. I know he's from Mexico. He's, he's the, a rally driver. Oh, and that's so right. That's in, right. In a weird way, it, it's perfect for rally drivers, this form of racing, because it does take you know that uh, flexibility and that ability to just jump in anything, and that's what rally drivers do, of course. Yeah, it's true. I could easily see that because they were going around the corners. Those little skinny tires they're on. They oh, kinda, yeah. I mean, there was definitely a lack of traction. It almost looked like rally cars going around there. So, <laughs> I, hey, Les, you had a story in here, a little Formula One story I wanted to touch on about the, the audiences in Formula One. I saw this story. I didn't dig into it like you have, but I, I know that it was exciting for Liberty that they're talking about the audiences growing. Yeah, the TV audience growth has grown two years running since Liberty grabbed onto it. A couple of different things are coming into play. For one, it's improved by 10% globally, reaching 490.2 million viewers. Uh, higher in the top 20 markets, up 14%. I can rattle off a bunch of numbers. But the bottom line, these have really driven a TV audience that hasn't been seeing them before. As they follow up with uh, F1 TV and the add-ons, uh, their own app, you're becoming more and more immersed into the F1 race itself and all of the environment continues to go. This is what F1 needed to go with that. For instance, Monaco had the highest audience of the season with 110 million viewers up by 10%. Wait, 110 million uh, no, viewers in the United States? Uh, this is worldwide. Oh. Okay, that was good. I was oh. I was going to say, those are Super Bowl numbers. I was like, whoa, yeah. that sounded too big, too good to be true. But. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're getting there. Uh, I don't have the numbers on the U.S. to, to set, but it was. Yeah. Uh, I've got one in uh, season free-to-air involved uh, with all the markets and everything. USA accounted for $34.2 million. That's highly huh. respectable, especially when you look at three years ago, which was considerably less than that. Well, I think that the, 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 the audience they're going after, they should be going after, and I'm sure they are, is the younger audience. And I think the esports that they've been bringing more and more into Formula One, I think that's such a crucial part. And I just wonder how much that's affecting the television audience. I, I don't know, but I think esports is such a big part of this. I know Jonathan got his rig set up. He's got, he, he's got it all set up. But I don't, have you actually fired up any races yet, or you haven't got the pedals plugged in yet? I haven't got the pedals yet. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm basically doing it, it, research, so I have no, I haven't started yet. My season's going to start late, but I'm getting, I'm getting into it because I'm talking to all these youngsters about their rigs. But definitely, um, I've been hearing Fanatec is the way to go, so I'm, I'm, I'm considering maybe buying a refurbished Fanatec system. Yeah, I think you're right. I've been, we had several drivers on the show, but all say the same thing. They both wanted to go with Fanatec, and those are, those are the high dollar ones that were the. I think a steering wheel and pedals started about a thousand bucks, and then you got to buy the yeah. the proper chair and everything to put it all, all into. The rig. Yeah, but I'm telling you, it's it's growing like crazy, and it is exciting. My son's a big gamer, and he's not into car racing games yet, but uh, I know that I didn't know there was anything else. Yeah, <laughs> but there is a huge audience for that. But um, all right, guys, well, I'm going to go ahead and take a break a little early because we've got Jonathan. We've got this interview that you did with Johnny Baker, the development director for the Mazda, or no longer the Mazda Road, but the Road to Indy. And we're going to play that in this next segment. And uh, don't forget, we got CEO of IndyCar coming on, Mark Miles, at about 45 after the hour. Listen to Speed City. We're live in Austin. Back after these messages.
spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Sellis. And I'm Daytona. Sellis Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Sellis does it ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Sellis White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Sellis, Austin's original craft brewery. Super Lap Battle USA is coming to Circuit of the Americas this February. It's the ultimate time attack challenge where top drivers compete for the fastest lap times in fully tuned track built cars. February 16th and 17th brings time attack racing to Coda's 3.4 mile track. There'll be Lone Star Drift ride alongs, rally ready and Lone Star Drift demonstrations, World Challenge TC America open testing, a car meet, and more. Family friendly, fun, and free to attend. February 16th and 17th at Circuit of the Americas. SuperLapBattleUSA.com. Talk 1370. Hi, this is Jay Leno from com, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Welcome back to the show. We are fired up here in Austin because we got IndyCar coming and we got the CEO of IndyCar, Mark Miles, going to join us in about 15 minutes. Uh, but this week, also, don't forget, this coming week, we've got our Beers and Gears car event and gathering out at Sellis Brewery. And Wednesday it's, night. Yeah, it's Come Wednesday night. Yeah, but follow Facebook, follow our Facebook to uh, get all the details. But everybody gets out there about 5.30 or 6 o'clock and... And, it's uh, over by nine, so it didn't interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, sleep. Uh, yeah, but just just so you know, the last one we had, we had a a 2005 Ford GT, a Porsche Carrera GT. I don't remember the yep, year. Yep. And we also had oh, one fine. of the brand new Ford GTs Legacy. Is that what it's called? Uh, I think it's Heritage. Heritage. And it was yeah. the Golf livery. Yeah. So the Lamar's Golf. Did you see the one that went for two and a half million bucks on the Meekum auction this now, weekend? Now, that was the absolute very first oh, one. Oh, one. Yeah. 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 And uh, this one is uh, visually identical to that one. All right. Well, Jonathan, give us a quick 15 second interview or uh, intro to this interview with Johnny Baker because we got a, a segment we got to play before Mike Miles comes on. All right, real quick, um, really smart um, of Johnny because he is the director of business development for the Road to Indy. So his job is to find talent and tell them about the Road to Indy, the opportunities that lie within, and that's F2000, uh, Pro Mazda, and, of course, Indy Lights, uh, the Road to Indy. So he was looking very closely at Parker Locke uh, and Dev Gore being Americans, but other drivers too, like Brendan Leach. Uh, and many others, because although the Toyota Racing Series is all about getting to Formula One and its FIA uh, license points, hey, not everybody makes it to Formula One. And a lot of people now, because of what we just said, especially with Scott Dixon going so well and Will Power going so well, are looking towards Indy, Australians and New Zealanders. So that's why Johnny was in town and uh, lovely guy. All right. Well, let's hear from Johnny. Okay, Speed City fans, I'm here in Highlands in the southern island of New Zealand. And of all people I didn't expect to meet here is Johnny Baker, the series development director for The Road to Indy. Johnny, uh, welcome to Speed City for the first time. Um, um, part of my new role is uh, very much sort of spreading the word, trying to make the series, all the series, bigger and better, get the word out there globally that 
be an IndyCar driver, which is an excellent career option now for a lot of these young drivers, that the road to Indy is the place you've got to come to get that, that, that training so you can be, you know, competing to win Indy 500s, you know, win IndyCar championships, and that's a great career option. So that's why I'm here in New Zealand and um, very much learning about what other series do and seeing where young drivers go to further their careers and sort of let them know that more about what potential there is for them to come race in North America. Who have you seen here or who are you looking at here particularly that may be of interest to you? Well Parker Locke, it's good, I'm, I'm hoping that he'll be confirmed soon here to race in the Indy Pro 2000 Championship and obviously Dev Gore and um, Cameron Das have experience on the road to Indy, they're currently racing in Europe but you know hopefully we can they can look to get them back at some stage and, and then really been very impressed by the Kiwis. Um, Brendan Leach has obviously spent some time racing in Formula 4 over there and um, I know he's looking at GTs now but um, Liam Lawson also looks really quick. He was very impressive at our USF 2000 shootout a couple of years ago. Um, yes, and then there's uh, a bunch of that Marcus Armstrong, etc. Those guys, although they're very, very experienced and pretty entrenched in driver academies in Europe. But no, um, yeah, vast array of drivers that I've spoken to already. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been a very productive trip. For those who don't know, um, tell us a bit about the road to Indy. What is the structure? What is the ladder? The ladder is, so it's a three-step ladder. Uh, you begin with USF 2000, which come out of, um, you know, whether it's carts, we come out of a 1600cc category. Um, so you step on to the first step of the road to Indy. And um, so you get a, get a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, younger drivers, sort of could be anywhere as young as 14, ranging up to the early 20s. And that's the, that's the first step. And then you get propelled into the next step, which is the Indy Pro 2000 category. Um, same tub, same chassis as the USF 2000, but with another 100 horsepower. Now you're dealing with 275 horsepower. Um, you see a lot of guys, a lot of champions, IndyCar, now making it into IndyCar, have come to that category over the years. And then the final step, get propelled into the Indy Lights series, which has uh, been around for years, produced many top drivers, Scott Dixon, Helio Castellanos, two names come to like, and um, that's a 450 horsepower car, we push the pass, uh, race at the speedway, and that's really the final level that preps you well, and uh, interested to see how our most recent champion, Pato Award, a mm. stunning debut at Sonoma, gets on in his uh, rookie season in 2019. I was going to say, you know, uh, I'm an Englishman, but I've lived in the States for a long time, and, and often people talk about international motor racing and talk about how the Americans haven't really, uh, you know, uh, been the Formula One stars, and we all know that. Scott Speed was the last real uh, Formula One stars. Alex Rossi obviously made his start there, has gone on to win the 500. Um, but there's no amount of lack of talent in the Americans um, going to Formula One, but it's hard for Americans to go to Formula One because it's hard to get taken seriously with such a strong contingent of Europeans from Italy, Spain, Britain. I think, I think it's a, and, and I was guilty of this 10, 15 years ago, not taking American talent seriously and, and and I would say that's because I just didn't understand, didn't know. But when you when you're here and you're immersed in the North American market, that don't let anyone fool you. Young Americans are as good as any of them out there. It's just all about opportunity. And I think when you grow up racing in, you know, American karting and you're entrenched in your education as a kid in North America, um, 
that sort of very much sets sets the path. I think it, it's tough to take a young kid out of their home environment at that age and have them in Europe with these driver academies. Like the, the European based guys get just sort of started younger and entrenched in those academies and the Americans, I, it would be great to see someone take a chance on an American, give them a go in some of the in some of the junior ranks in Europe. But I mean, I think I think it's just Alex Rossi's a really good example of. I think he was clearly he's clearly talented enough. Just didn't quite get the breaks. Maybe didn't quite have the sponsorship, whatever, to get the top top program over there. But uh, the U.S. talent. I mean, you look at likes of Spencer Piggott mm. you know when I, you looked at I remember we worked with a kid at Pelfrey called Jack Aiken and uh, he came over and sort of was absolutely you know Spencer Spencer showed him how to race over here and he's winning races in F2 now as Jack so no the, the talent over here is is top level and also timing wise for the road to Indy I don't think you know for, for a road to anywhere uh, the, the, the end of the road has to be good and, and I would argue that that Indy is about to hit, I say about, I think almost started last year. Uh, I purple package because I don't think the series has ever been stronger. Scott Dixon, one of the older fellas, but I'll tell you what, he's as fast as he ever was. Then you've got the, the guys that have been around for a few years, like the Canans and the Elias, and may or may not be doing the 500, but you've also got the youngsters coming through. So it's a good time to get on with that road. Yeah, I think, I think it's a really... You said, it, you said it best, I think, this last year. It started hitting the purple patch. It's only going one way. I mean, there's not enough engine leases right now for these guys. <laughs> so it's great. But, I mean, it's it's sexy to be an IndyCar driver right now. Guys, uh, you know, and you look at Indy Lights, the seven most recent graduates, all on full-time contracts. You know, Pato going into Pato and Colton. Colton mm-hmm. Herter coming out of the 2018 Indy Lights. both going full-time in IndyCar. 2019, and you look at Zach Beach stepping yep. up with his rookie year, last year. It, it, it's that lights is is doing its job, so that's our job to make sure that we keep propelling. It's our job to develop the future talent, put them into the IndyCar series, and we want to see we want to see producing the next ideally American Indy 500 winners. I also think, you know, we talk about the road to Indy and we talk about um, FIA points here in, in um, the Toyota Racing Series towards Formula One. Uh, and so there's two direct paths there. But it seems to me that uh, 10 years ago, if we talked about this, you, you would be very, very uh, disparate in terms of going one direction or another. It doesn't seem that way in talking to the drivers that day. The choice is more now. Uh, and what people like Alonso are doing and what Rossi's has done winning the 500, um, the lines are blurring now. It doesn't matter, uh, for the youngsters anyway, which is more important. I mean, we could pick our side or whatever side of the pond you want to be on to whichever racing you prefer. They are different. Uh, but for I think there's more opportunities now than there ever was. Would you, would you see it the same way? Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think it comes down to these kids coming through. I think when they get slightly nearer the top, um, they're getting their education when they're younger um, and getting experience in Europe, experience in the States, experience in Asia, gaining great experience that's sort of building your foundation as a racing driver. And once you start getting towards the top, you start getting to an F3 level, you start getting to an Indy Pro, Indy Lights level, it's, it's all about 
making career choices. What's, what's going to set you for the next 10, 15, 20 years so you can make a career out of this? And I think, I think that's so... License points are obviously important, but I think, I think once it comes down to, you know, making those final ladder decisions, if it's... A, can you afford can you afford to race in Europe or you know will your budget go a lot further in the States and give you a better full program that can allow you to flourish and get the results you need to make it to the top level of the sport so I think yes um, ultimately it just comes down to <laughs> so many things that determine your program at this level of racing but budgets being the big one but yeah just it's going to be in the best interest of your career. It just so, uh, and the other part of it is literally being part of that fraternity. The Road to Indy gives you an opportunity to be to be seen, and also to rub shoulders with as the season goes on. Give give us an example of that because even AF two thousand, Asda, Indy Lights, they're all kind of crossing over yep. with the big boys of Indy too. The best, the best example. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and go to break, and when we come back, we're really excited because we're going to have the CEO of IndyCar, Mark Miles, with us. You're listening Don't worry, to we'll Speed put that out on City. SoundCloud, right? Yeah, we'll put that whole thing. It's out on SoundCloud now, so you uh, can hear yeah. that. Johnny Baker, the uh, Monster Road to or the Road we're to Indy. Keep Mark waiting. Yeah. All right. Going to break live in Austin, Texas. Back after these messages. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Sellers. And I'm Daytona. Sellers Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Sellers doesn't ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Sellers White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Sellers, Austin's original craft brewery. Talk 1370. Hi, this is Mario Andretti, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Welcome back to the show. We're excited because we got IndyCar coming to Austin. We've been dreaming about this since 2012. And it's finally going to happen. And we, I'd like to think we had a little bit of something because every time we had one of the IndyCar winners on, oh, you've ever been to Austin? <laughs> we got this little track thing you got to check out. All right. Well, we're excited because we have a gentleman on the show that's joining us now that can 
to talk all about that and is probably just as excited. Mark Miles, CEO of IndyCar, welcome to Speed City. Good evening. Thanks for having me. And yeah, we are real excited about getting down to Spirit of America soon. Well, we are we are very excited, and uh, we've seen that some of the tickets have already been sold out, and I know that you guys are coming to Austin uh, a little early next month for the testing, and I know that's going to be fun, too. On the 12th. I've already been getting roused <laughs> about that. Well, I, I really, Mark, I really want to start with how this came to be. How did, how did it finally happen? Because I know it's been talked about for years. Well, you're right. You know, I think from the time... Um, Bobby at all, we're putting the track together. We, we've been in touch. Some of the folks who worked in Indianapolis moved down there and worked uh, on that track. So there's been a good connection um, from the beginning. It just got to the, it just got to the place in time where we had an opening, an opportunity, um, and they were ready to do it. And so uh, it, connecting wasn't hard. We've been connected all along. I've been down there for two of the Formula One races, and I think least one other time beyond that and uh, it's just such a great facility Austin's a great a great city a great market for us and you're right so our spring uh, our spring training so to speak our first open test is going to be there uh, the 12th and 13th and we can't wait to to get on that track and see IndyCars doing their thing out there yeah well you know you said something just then you said Austin's a great market for you guys why we you know we hear we, so much we about feel Austin. it is but <laughs> yeah. why do y'all think so yeah well you know a big part of the way we think about IndyCar off the track is about innovation and technology not that it isn't part of the program on the track but i really feel like with racing we have a chance to to be uh a market leader innovative ways to uh, get all the content, all the all that's going on in racing to our fans. So a whole lot of that will be digital. Um, and being able to do that uh, effectively, I think, will help us uh, reach younger fans. And we think of Austin as a young tech market. So it, it's uh, we're going to show our stuff, and we'll, we'll be right there in, a, I think, a hotbed of... Uh, of the tech part of this country and in a place where I think uh, Indy will show really well. I think Apple agrees with you since they just announced uh, <laughs> this huge, huge announcement coming here to Austin. But, uh, but Mark, yeah, we are over the top excited. You know, we've talked about it. We know that there was conflicts with, uh, with the guys in, in Fort Worth and, uh, and, and all that's all worked out. But we're really excited, and we're thinking now that this could rival some of the biggest events that happen at Coda. From, an, you, from you can say that F one, <laughs> F one, and others that are Mark. That are, we kind of joke about yeah. that, but honestly, today I'm getting my hair cut and uh, throw my Speed City cap over on the counter as they're cutting it, and my barber starts going, "I'm excited for the Cindy cars." You know how how are ticket sales going? I'm like I have no idea, but Mark, I don't know if you know, the paddock passes have been sold out for Coda. Yeah, I saw that, and, and again, it just it just feels like it's coming together. Um, you know, again, we're going to start with this test, and we'll have at least 25, maybe 27 cars on the track, maybe one new team down there, and then I expect the same 25 to 27 cars for the race. We think 
we'll put on a great show. I think fans who have been there for the Formula One events and uh, everything else that's happened there will be uh, really, really pleased to see what, how IndyCar mixes it up on the track. Yeah, uh, I, I want to see the, I want to talk to fans that, there's a lot of fans that have, have maybe not, we're not big motorsport fans, but are now having, that are in the Austin area that have grown up watching Formula One, and I want to see how they react to this, you know, a different style of racing, but hey, Mark, I want to bring in Jonathan Green, he's our third wheel, and he's down in New Zealand at the Toyota Racing Series, and I know he's just dying to ask questions, so Jonathan, fire away, buddy. Well, uh, thanks, uh, Mark. Uh, welcome to Speed City. So delighted for you and for Austin. Of course, we'll be there. But I'm down in New Zealand at the Toyota Racing Series. Uh, just met uh, the road to uh, indie development man Johnny Baker, and, and obviously I'm I'm hanging out with three American drivers who are looking towards potentially indie. Certainly, Parker Lock from San Antonio. He's just 17. Um, we've got Dev Gore, and we've got um, Cameron Das as well, who's already had success. Um, so the future is pretty bright, and I think that's an important thing. I, I was about, about to make the point that I think what's so great for you at the moment, you see Pato Ward, you see all these youngsters coming through. The road to Indy has proved to be a massive success for the likes of Newgarten uh, and the talent that you're bringing forward. And, of course, you can't have a really great racing series without good talent. You know, I, I've been at this now about six years, and I'll confess to you when I started, uh, let's say I was agnostic about the, the value of the pipeline, the uh, Road to Indy series, and today I'm absolutely converted. <laughs> you know, you, you just mentioned, what, 18- and 19-year-old guys coming up that were 1-2 and two last year in lights, and they're going to have great rides. With, so you got an owner that's 22 and drivers that are 18 and 19. What kind of story is that? Wow. <laughs> A great team, uh, great prospects in IndyCar next year. And it's, it's because this, the... Uh, the road to Indy made it possible. So uh, established champions, you mentioned New Garden and a lot of others, got their their open-wheel start uh, that way. And it just continues to accelerate, I think, the with the flow of talent into the into IndyCar from there. Mark, while I'm down here, I want to ask you, because I remember last time I was at India, I had a quick interview with you and, and, and jokingly said, when are you coming to Coda? And you smiled and said, We're, it's on our plans. But I also asked you about the sort of globalization of Indy. Um, we've seen it with NFL. We've seen it with NBA. Uh, and I just wonder, uh, obviously, being down here in New Zealand, everybody's talking about the, the talent of Scott Dixon and, 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 and a lot of people, you know, follow IndyCar down here, especially in Australia and, and New Zealand. Um, how close are you to maybe reigniting um, the Gold Coast uh, event, which for many was still one of the greatest motor races um, in this region? Um, uh, how close are you to, to maybe doing that again? Well, it's, it's too soon to handicap it. I don't know the odds, but it's something that we're working on, you know, every every day now. We're in close touch with a group that's been put together by the Premier Queensland down there. They have a great team assembled, and we're just trying to knock down all the all the uh, hurdles that that, with, that you have to get over to pull it off. We've talked about this publicly before. We got to fix a date for us. It probably needs to be February. Um, we'll, we'll see if there's any other alternatives, but February is certainly our first focus. 
got to make sure that track works. We had um, one of our technical experts down there in, in uh, at Surfers this past week, um, and he gives a great report uh, on, on the track. It'll work for us, the, the current track, that is. Who's the promoter? What's the budget? Um, what's the television look like? All those things have to be worked through before you know whether it's really going to be feasible. But the wonderful thing is that the premier loves the idea, and uh, I think if we can sort it all, if we can put everything in place, she can make it happen. Oh, man, i got to jump in on that, because I remember uh, those earlier forays down that direction. You were paired up with the Australian V8 supercar crowd, who, uh, <laughs> who we had here at COTA the first year. Uh, they were looking for partners to go back and forth. Is uh, there a potential partnership to bring them back to pair up for a couple of awesome. IndyCar races around the U.S. again? I can't speak for their plans up here. I, I think that's probably a long shot. But there's a good chance that if we can get back to surfers, uh, we'd be doing that in some way in collaboration with the supercar guys. It's terrific. It's a good complimentary partnership there. And uh, and we've met with them even over Christmas uh, to talk about that possibility. Hmm. Okay, realize he kind of said the same thing he said about three years ago about coming to Coda. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, well, Mark, there's also, uh, you guys are going to do this upright at Coda like the F1, and that is big concert, Muse performing also. This is, this is going to be a big deal. Yeah, this is going to be a big event. Bobby Epstein and his guys are approaching this to see how high is up. You know, everything that, that, that they can do is being done. We're going to have uh, the full complement of cars on the track. Everybody will be ready. And... Um, it's just it's just so much fun to anticipate it and see what's going to happen. We hopefully we'll get decent weather. I, I think it'll be a good crowd. I, I'm sure the racing will be great. You know, one of the things that we pride ourselves on a couple things. One, you guys know very well, is that you could start in the back and win a race. So it's so competitive, and uh, I think fans appreciate yeah. that. But also, our our paddock and our our drivers are just so accessible. Um. If, if the fans come out, they'll they'll be shaking hands and getting autographs and and really uh, getting as close they get as close as you can get to a team except for getting in the car. Yeah, and, and it's really one of the hallmarks of IndyCar racing that I love. Yeah, that accessibility that's awesome. Having been to several races now, it uh, absolutely is true. It's one of the uh, most friendly, inviting. Uh, racing series I've been into. Uh, uh, I mean that quite honestly. And I love that you walk in there. Uh, Jonathan and I wound up practically running into Bobby Unser and then uh, Jonathan hanging out with him for a while at uh, at the 100th Indy. I think it was, Jonathan. That's right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> how, many, how many times no are you going to have that kind of experience? <laughs> well, the well I know I just signed my hat on the way home because he was behind me on the plane. So it was a perfect weekend for me. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Mark? I said, you know, that there will be legends. I'd be stunned if, if Mario isn't there, and he's always uh, a fan favorite. We should mention the the, the, the sad news um, for one of our legends, Johnny Rutherford, his wife, Betty, passed away. Yeah. Um, we're, we're all thinking about him and her. But I'm sure JR will be there, and uh, and then there's, the you know, everybody who's, who's participating today from from the team owners like Roger and Chip, who are people want to know as well, to um, to all the drivers. 
So it's it's a it's a great fun environment, and I think it's a breath of fresh air compared to a lot of sports. It really is. I am looking forward to it. Uh, I cut my teeth on Indy cars, you know, cheering all the Texans on growing up. And my dad pointing out who was who were the Texans and and all of that. And and I certainly want to echo his sentiments to uh, Johnny Rutherford and his family. Uh, big loss there. She was a big personality in the uh, paddock. She was she was the mom of the paddock. Yep. She she was. You know, I was just reading the text from one of our staff, a woman on our staff, who was saying that. She was a big part of uh, the what became a movement to get women in the pits and in the paddock, and mm. so that wasn't always the case. And for now, it obviously is completely open, and uh, she is remembered very fondly by so many people. Yep, that's uh, everybody's thinking about them right now for sure. Well, uh, Mark Miles, thank you very much. You know, one thing I want to say. One thing I, I remember when you said Bobby Epstein reminded me that the day that that Mark that uh, you guys announced this, Bobby was so excited that he threw out that hundred thousand dollar bonus if the poll winner wins the race. And I, I wonder, I haven't heard that about that lately. Has he? Has he? Is he going to stick to his word on that? <laughs> I think he's still flushed enough to make that happen. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> go home uh, or go big in Texas. That's it. Yeah. Uh, well, Mark Miles, thank you for coming on Speed City. We really appreciate it, and we're so excited for IndyCar in Austin and hope this is a long, long relationship, and I look forward to meeting you when you're here. All right. We'll look forward to seeing you all out there, and uh, can't wait to see the fans turn up for what will be a great fun weekend. Oh, yeah. All Travel right. safe, buddy. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, I, I, I just remembered that I, I think Bobby got caught up in the excitement of the moment and threw that hundred thousand out. But I don't know what he, uh, but I love he, got, he might have got caught up in it, but uh, that's for sure a a real event there. Uh, that'll be a challenge out there. I think that's Jonathan call, calling back on Skype. <laughs> anyway, we. We want to thank Mark Miles for coming on. That was awesome. And I know if everybody's excited as we are, to go to the circuitoftheamericas.com or thecircuit.com. Get your tickets. That's right. And uh, we are going to we're going to be uh, doing a lot of things leading up to this, including more than likely stay an event. Tuned. Yeah. yeah, so stay tuned. And uh, check out our website, speedcitybroadcast.com. Follow us on social. Check it all out. Thanks a lot, everybody, and we will talk to you next week. Ciao, y'all. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.